Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara. The music behind my me is Be Still Thy Heart. Let's use that to begin breathing as you listen to the words and know that you are enough. You are okay just the way you are. On a mountain, in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted. 
amidst the sparks of her flames, I behold only God. Rabia the mystic writes beautiful, beautiful Islamic quotes. All around us is God. While we were playing the music, Be Still Thy Soul by a Nile, I went around and I lit a couple of sticks of incense, something I should have gotten to before the show started. But I encourage those of you who are listening, if anyone is listening, and if you're not listening now, maybe you'll listen in the archives. I encourage you to... (coughs) That's funny, I'm coughing. To uh, light some incense, light a candle... Open the windows, some fresh air can come in if you can do that. Just do something so that your senses, your sense of smell, can be as excited as your rest of your body will be as we work today on breathing, the beginning of the journey. I Unfortunately, when I came in today, this was certainly a challenge, a day that one would uh, recognize I guess that you have to accept things as they are and not lose your peace. And it's been such a long journey to get to that place, my friends. And so when I say the journey begins, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a journey to a place of peace where most of the time your divine innards can control your human externals and your human emotions and you can stay at peace. And let me give you an example. Believe me, this has been a trying time. But let's just start with today. I come in and um, I realize the last time that I did the program, which apparently was back in November, I did not, I had very little music. Well, I wanted my music back, so okay, 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 I'll pay the premium again. That's okay. So I pay the premium again because I have faith. Remember, Psalm says that we don't have to work all the time. I need to keep that in mind, though. I'm not good at that part. Because God will take care of us while we sleep. And it's believing that God will take care of us that really is fundamental and at the core of peace, that you are safe. So anyway, I come into my my uh, screen today, my switchboard, no music, zero Now, I was just checking it out because I haven't been here for a while, and I wanted to see what was going on, and more of that later. Well, fortunately, because I do have premium, I was able to talk to somebody right away, and they say, oh, (coughs) we remove all of your music after it's not used for 60 days. Now, folks, for me, that was a very significant statement because... I had lots of music, and I had it all cataloged in this silly, anal, retentive way so that I would know how long it would play, and I would know whether it was a good one for you to listen to, to test doing this or test doing that, and all of that was gone. So what I was looking at was a blank blank list. And really, to me, the challenge at that point was when the young lady explained that they let it go away, and I'm presuming the picture is really her. You know, we all know about the Internet. You can be anybody you want to be. Hopefully you want to be who you are. Anyway, um, I did suggest that maybe in the future they let people know before they get rid of their entire library. But putting that aside, uh, here we were. So now 
What music does God want me to play today? Do I even have any music anymore? Because I've switched out computers. <laughs> now I have the old one downstairs, and so I'm running around all the computers in my house. Yes. What a statement of plenty. I didn't realize it till I said it. Anyway, I'm looking for music, and I don't know what hat possessed me, but I just kind of opened up my new little computer here. Bam, there's all my, there's not all, but much of my music. And so I was up, able to upload a few pieces, including Annihil's Be Still Thy Soul, which traditionally I had used for a long time to start the show, and then I switched a little bit away from it. But it's beautiful. It's part of Firing the Grid. And Firing the Grid is a philosophy that began several years ago, in the early 2000s, I believe. And if somebody wants to correct me, please, please do. Call in 646-595-3584. So um, Firing the Grid is fundamentally the idea that within each of us is the power to be a source of light. And that if we would all start opting for that power, instead of living in a fearful place that somebody is trying to take advantage of you, that somebody really has a mean spirit going for you, that uh, you need to show that you're better than somebody else. And God knows there's a hundred different fears, millions of different fears, and they probably change from culture to culture. But if instead we can all go to that place within ourselves that's a place of love, that place, that divine center at the core of each of us, no matter how much we have blocked it, and I have touched the hands of people who have blocked just about their entire divinity, but no matter how much we have blocked it, I have never touched the hand of a person who is devoid of divinity. Each day is a new beginning. So Annihil's Be Still Thy Soul is a, is a song that came up, was donated by this group for free publication around the planet. You can go out and get it as a ringtone, I think, although the ringtone company may charge you for it. And bottom line, it was there. And so that was a statement. And then I looked at the other pieces of music that were there, and I selected a few not expecting to use it all. If I used it all, we wouldn't have a program at all. We'd just listen to music, which might not be a bad thing when you're practicing breathing. And so we will be listening to a lot of music today. Now let me tell you a little bit about what's been going on for me. I have, um, in August... And I was still broadcasting off and on in August. But in August, my dad was placed in the hospital. And in September, the worst of worst, my dad had to go to a facility, a nursing facility, to help take care of him. And they were convinced that we could not do it. Now, at that point, we didn't know what doing it was. But we did know that my dad was wearing a machine to uh, that's called a wound vac, and yes, it's everything it sounds like. It's a machine that pulls, uh, you know, dis-ease um, out of your body. 
and my dad had been told that he was sitting too much. Now I want to let that echo for all of you who might be listening now or later. He was sitting too much. That is that is so huge, and yet it has not been quite as huge. After all these months, I realize I still sit too much. So what happened was my dad's tailbone, um, the wound began, and then the wound got infected because it was on the coccyx. And we all know what's down in that zone. And... Um, it just spread all the way through his body up to the tailbone and possibly beyond. So this wound vac is pulling out all of this. What a remarkable invention God has made here. I've come to learn so much about how man is helping man heal, but I've also reinforced in myself the realization that man has to help him or herself heal also, that it's a mindset. In any event, my dad is in the hospital from August. Then it gets to be, and he goes to the facility. He's there through no, through September. He's there, and it's October. It's getting to be his birthday, and people are talking as though my dad is going to be there longer. And it really became an issue of uh, survival. Because as I'm listening to them talk, I'm seeing that my father spiritually and emotionally is declining. Now, he gets to decide when he's going to pass, folks. I'm not, it's not my place, it's not my business. And believe me, as I was spending this time with my mother and hearing all of the things that I heard, I really came to realize how little control I have over other people's lives and other people's decisions. I don't. I have no control over their words. So the only control I have is whether I want to give their words enough meaning that it makes me mad and I end up reacting. And Mara, mad is not a pretty sight. It's not someone that gives me joy and happiness. So here we are. Uh, My dad is ill. My mom is visiting my dad. And now we get to be my, right around Dad's birthday, a couple of days after that. Now, I've begun inventing the idea, we got to figure out a way to get Dad out of this place because this is not good for him. Well, lo and behold, what happens? Mom trips and breaks her hip. I'm at Lake Tahoe when it happens, and I get a phone call. I, was, I wish I was having a, a celebration and a drink, but instead I was at a training program. I had just arrived. It spent hours getting there. And there was nothing I could do. What did I say? I've I've learned what I have control over and what I don't. So what we had left at that point was that my mom needed to have the hip surgery that is necessary to fix a broken hip. You know, a a broken hip was a momentous event for me because it's what brought me to Blog Talk Radio and uh, during my time of rehabilitation. And fortunately, I am rehabilitated, but I said too much. And I hope you're laughing when I say that because it's funny, but it's not. I have a wee downstairs ready to go onto the TV set, but I'm not quite sure how to do it. But I know I have to. And I've got wonderful exercise equipment. It looks like a little gym. And yet, for whatever reason, that 
kicker is not there. And I keep thinking, well, gee, if I just had somebody to share this with, somebody to do something with me, that would be great. And you know what? That is true. That would be great. Unfortunately, uh, you know, that's something I'm waiting for. I believe God is bringing a man into my life, but hasn't arrived. Not that there haven't been other men there before, but that's a whole different story, maybe another day. So here we are. My mom is now of a broken hip, and they keep her in the hospital for a couple of days. They kept me a little longer than that, maybe because I didn't live in the area. Now the question is, where is mom going to go? Well, mom makes arrangements because she has that right to go to the same place that my dad was. And the thing is, is that mom is a very giving person. And so we couldn't really have mom and dad in the same room. And that kind of hurt dad's feelings because he wanted mom in the same room. Frankly, I'm kind of glad she wasn't because I think they'd still be there. Anyway, so mom now goes to the nursing facility. And my great, my sister graciously steps in and is, is visiting and, and doing a lot, a real lot. And you know what? No matter what issues come up, the bottom line is she was doing a lot and deserves everyone's respect, hands down, for what she's done and is doing. Well, while Mom is there, I um, I suddenly, I'm looking at my dad and I realize that my dad is not is just declining, declining. And one day he'll be doing something, and then the next day he doesn't have the skill set to do it anymore. And I don't quite understand it. And I'm not going to put down the nursing home, but I did very much, I will say this, I did very much have a sense that they had decided my mom and dad were going to spend their final days there. So... One day something happens, and I don't even remember what it is. Oh, I went to a case management conference, and I knew how long it had taken me to heal from my hip, and I knew that things had advanced, and my mom had a little teeny sore for where she had her hip surgery, and she should have been able to move around. And so what do I do? Uh, And they're telling me that my mom is probably going to be there, you know, into December, possibly into January, and I'm going, whoa, what's going on here? And I kept saying, well, when do you expect her not to sit in that wheelchair? Oh, well, we that's too far out in the future. Well, no, just give me an estimate. And so after I heard that estimate, I went in and I looked around and I knew that we had to have my dad out of there by December 7th um, because otherwise it created all sorts of issues that would be very difficult to unwind. And... Um, So I just walk in and I say, Dad, I think uh, you need to go home and um, you need to come to my house. You need to come to my house and uh, there's a space there that you and Mom can dedicate to yourselves and you need to come to my house until you heal and then you can go home. Well, he was gung-ho for that and my mom, I don't know, a little bit reticent, but she agreed, uh, although I know she wanted to go home. So we bring them off, bring my dad here first, and then we bring my mom here. And so my mom and dad were here, my sister was here. The weekends I tried to help out more, which meant I couldn't do this show. And um, my dad uh, and mom now last Sunday got to go home to their own home which I see as a bit of a celebration, a scary one, but a celebration. And so here I am, and I'm able to do the radio show again and not feel that I need to fix breakfasts and pass out medications and clean wounds. So with that said, welcome 
That's why I've been gone. It's um, not something for which I really deserve kudos. If any of you are thinking kudos in your mind, the kudos go to my sister. She She's really, really, really dedicated her life to this. And um, she deserves all the credit. Uh, I've worked and done other things, including taking a vacation that was scheduled for a long time. So my sister gets the kudos. And I get my radio show back. Now, with that said, today's topic is The Journey Begins, Breathe. And today, uh, unfortunately, Brian isn't here, and that's my fault because I tend to be a bit of a workaholic, and I have been so caught up in both a work project and an external work project, this personal work project, that I lost track of the time. And then this morning I was going to tell him, and I had no music, and I lost track of the time. And so Brian is down south in Southern California and hopefully will be able to join us next week. But if not, I plan to be back, and I will do it again alone. It's a long time. You may hear a little bit about what's been going on in my week because it does consume some of the time. But uh, I will attempt uh, to use these times to help you join your breath with God's breath. So the journey begins, breathe. Now what does that mean, breathe? We all breathe. We know we're breathing. We wouldn't be alive if we weren't breathing, right? We have to have oxygen. Yes, we do. And most of us tend to get by on the mineral a minimal amount of oxygen. What's that mean, a minimal amount? I mean we breathe like this. <sighs> can you hear me? I don't know if you can, but very short, relatively quick breaths. As you know, there are times, or maybe you don't know, but there are times when quick breaths can be called hyperventilation. And hyperventilation can cause your body to get all funny and have you feel a great deal of anxiety and a great deal of stress and completely be in dis, out of ease. So how we breathe is important, and most of us are running around breathing as though we're living on adrenaline because we have grave difficulty accepting the day just as it is, and I am no different than you. Believe me, when I first came on today and I saw that there was no music, I thought, oh my gosh, does that mean God doesn't want me to do this program? I looked for a way to give an explanation also to not have much work. And I think that there are intuitive things. But you know what? If God doesn't want me to do the program, then no one will listen. The program is good for me. It helps me get out the message. And I have to tell you, the last program I did in November was amazing. I It was scary for me. I didn't keep it going the whole time because Brian wasn't available. But guess what? My gosh, I had more people listen to that than any other any time. So maybe somebody will listen to it. If one person listens to this show, then that's progress. If one person can listen and hear about things being so completely out of control that you're just left shaking your head, and yet you still, no matter what, we all need to put one foot in front of the other. And if you can do that breathing... Rather than hyperventilating, then you will come to no peace. 
you will realize that everything is the way it needs to be in order for you to be all you can be in that moment. And it's a very flexible standard, that moment. It's not what you need to be perfect, and so you've had a really exceptionally great moment, and now that is the foundation behavior that you need to meet. You always now have to be perfect. Nah, 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 that's not it. We're imperfect beings. We each each get to be the best we can be in the moment we're in. And when we're not the best that we know we can be, then we just need to breathe and know that the next moment is coming and we can try to be more. There have been many times in depositions when I've taken an attack mode, and I'm not quite sure why. I'm not generally an attack person. And I've looked at the person's face and I thought, whoa, 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 back up, go back, and let's start over. How wonderful. We get to back up and start over. And we do that by breathing. And I always believe, I don't know, maybe it's written somewhere, I don't know, but I believe that everything divine is in threes, except even internally, we probably have three jewels in us or something, are divine jewels. So if you take three deep breaths, you begin to feel the peace of God around you. Now, I'll give you a a chortle or a little laugh here. I first, although I've always been connected to the other side, I've never taken my final foot away. I don't know why. It's it's just been my destiny. Uh, I've always been a heightened sixth sensor. I have absolutely no doubt that there's a God. There's nothing anyone can say that will cause me to believe there is not a God because I know there's God. And that's a scary thing in today's world because if you make that kind of statement, then people think, well, I'm going to show this person, you know. But it doesn't matter. It's all what you know, and that is what I know. But about the number three, I came to see that when my children were young and I took them to see this movie called The Karate Kid. And Neil Donald Walsh says you should see God everywhere, and I think he says that because that's what God told him to write down, and I know it's true. And I feel someone out there who's a little bit skeptical. But anyway, so I go to see The Karate Kid Part 3, and I and three on, three off, three on, three off. And I don't know. I don't know why, but that particular moment was a serendipitous moment for me. It was a moment of epiphany. And I knew then, at that point in time, that divine things come in three. And if you wish to reach a place of joining your breath with God's breath, you need to take three deep breaths. Now, at that point in time, I had no idea that I would ever be doing what I'm doing now and talking to people because I was still trying to hide the light. I didn't like being a heightened sixth sensor. I didn't like all of these parts, and I wanted to let it go. Now I am who I am. 
And a moment ago I talked to you about each moment being the moment it's supposed to be. And I have a book that has reminded me of that over and over again. And the book is called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Reese. And the glory of the four agreements is that he shows you the steps to the journey to peace. So the first step is breathing. But the four agreements that Don Miguel Reese talks about are be impeccable with your word. So what you want to do is you want to breathe when you find yourself wanting to say something that isn't loving. You want to breathe when you feel your insides kind of get that tight anger feeling and you know that you are not happy with what you are seeing, with what you are hearing, or with what you are doing. And when you get that tight-chested, tight, aching stomach feeling or however else it occurs in your body, you need to breathe. And I encourage you to breathe three deep breaths. So with that said, for right now, for just a quick moment, we're going to practice just breathing three deep breaths. And I'm hoping I put a small piece on. I will play Project Divinity's Floating. And I'm just going to play it. It's four minutes and 25 seconds. I'm not going to play the whole thing right now. I'm going to play one minute. Because most people think that they don't have time to breathe. And as you're breathing, I'll be talking to you. And I would like you to just kind of get a sense of how many breaths you're able to take in in one minute. And then in today's fast-paced world, I want you to see how long one minute is. Because then you will know how short a period of time it takes to take three deep breaths, to center yourself, to join your breath with God's breath, and then to speak impeccably with your word. So let's do that, and then we'll go on with Don Miguel Reese. So this music is Project Divinity's Floating. Now when you're breathing, I would prefer that you not take those kind of hyperventilating breaths that you've become used to. So what I would like for you to do is pull the breath through the soles of your feet so your nose is there, so that you can elongate it. And let's pull the breath up over the front of your calves. Up your thighs, bringing the breath together at your tailbone, and now pull it up your spine.
when you feel the breath reach your top of your head open your head up and invite in the breath of God and now blow it out and as you do you can say Om or Amen whatever just let it out well I can hear someone say well Mary I'm in a business meeting I can't possibly do this yes you can you don't need to say Om or Amen out loud let's pull in another breath was a minute, a long period of time. Oops, we're starting again here. Let me stop it. That was a minute. And we don't have real precise time clocks on this switchboard like they used to be when I did some real radio. And so, you know, that was a pretty close, I think it was a little bit shy of a minute, if anything. You have time for that in your hectic life to take three deep breaths, to join your breath with God. And as you join your breath with God's breath, you begin to feel a sense of peace. You begin to be able to make meaningful choices that are impeccable for you. And when you don't, that's okay. Because you can still take three deep breaths and do it in the next second or the next second or the next second. There's lots of time to breathe. There's lots of time to retrace our steps and begin anew. And there are many times that we come upon situations where it's hard to do that. And in those situations, I really encourage you to think, what lesson is there in this for me? And to say, I don't have time to breathe this way. (gasps) I only have time to breathe in unison with God. And I have no control over these other people's thoughts. I have limited control over their perceptions only to the extent that I need to adjust my own behavior. I need to reach out and take care of myself first. 
to exemplify my highest self first and to avoid as much as possible walking away from a situation and spending precious time in the now worrying and thinking about what happened in the past because it's done. It's finished. There's nothing more to say. And that really leads us to the next step in the journey, according to Don Miguel Reese. And that step is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do, he says, is because of you. What others say and do is a product of their own reality, of what they see is happening. And yet how many times do we turn what we hear, what we see, what is being done around us into being all about me? That's a huge, huge responsibility to be in charge of the world, to be God, to have everybody motivated by me. I'd rather pass. So how do you do that? Well, according to Don Miguel Reese, you don't make assumptions. Ask questions and express what you really want. Do not ask nor expect people to make assumptions about you and understand your desires if they aren't verbalized. And likewise, don't conclude why someone is doing something. Ask them, why are you doing this? And the final step is always do your best. It's going to change. It's never going to be the same. And you need to forgive yourself the fact that it changes. You need to stop holding yourself to some idealistic standard of perfection that no one can meet. Because if you have to be perfect, which you will never be, because we are only perfect in our collective union as God, as love. I like using the word love for God. If we are only collective when we are all acting love, if we are only perfect, when we are collected together and exemplifying love, look around you. Can you really hold yourself to that standard without feeling like an utter failure most of the time? Let it go. Let it go. And know yourself, that you are enough just as you are, and that you are here to make mistakes. Ooh, what an interesting idea that I don't have to be perfect. Because when you make a mistake, you become a teacher by providing another person an opportunity to show their highest self. 
you should provide that person an opportunity to reach out and be more than they remembered being. And in turn, you are also their student. Because in the circle of life, you are now reminded of all you can be. When kindness comes back to unkind words, when kindness comes back to unkind deeds, you are enough, my friends. No matter what choices you have made in the past, you are enough now to be your most divine self. And when you lose track of that, the wonder of life is you can go back and work on it again. What I'm going to do is play a rather long meditation. It it does have words. Some people say, oh, you know, why would you uh, meditate to something that has words? Because sometimes you need to hear the rhythm of the song, the beat of the song. And since we started today talking about Anil's uh, Be Still Thy Heart, let's hear Anil's Sky Scent, and that's S-E-N-T, because every article I have read says that Sky Scent has a harmony, a rhythm that echoes in each person. It's a long piece, and I'm going to give you a guided meditation, but I'm not going to start the guided meditation until we're about three minutes into the song, maybe four minutes. So for the first few minutes, all I want you to do is breathe. Now what's going to happen? You're going to get thoughts coming into your mind. That's okay. Just push the thought gently to the side. And let it be influenced by your vibrations as you breathe in and out, in and out. But before we do that particular piece, I'm going to do a piece called Within Our Reach, Heaven and Earth. And I'm going to pull us together as a unit so that we are sitting together. So Within Our Reach heaven and earth. If you could find a comfortable spot, hopefully surrounded by pleasant odors or fragrances. Get comfortable. There's no set place to get comfortable. It's wherever works for you. Whatever is right for you. I'd like you to put your feet together and if you're seated let's put them flat on the ground it's wonderful if you're limber enough that you can cross your legs and put your feet skyward then do that but no matter where your feet are even if you're laying in bed I want you to imagine that you are pulling breath in through your feet And as you do, pull the breath in. Up 
the front of your calves, across the front of your thighs, crossing together to the tailbone, the base of your spine, your base chakra. That is where you keep your fears. That is where your ego lives in my mind. That ego that lashes out to defend yourself. And I want you to let your fears go. Let them go back into the earth from whence they came. So that as your breath moves up and it moves into the sacral chakra, the zone of creation, kind of a yellow zone that's beautiful, I want you to fill your breath with creativity that is within you. You've come to be both positive and negative as you provide others an opportunity to make life choices and as you make your life choices. So now your breath is fearless and it is creative. As it moves to the solar plexus, that area in the middle of your body, the zone of healing. And I want you to infuse your breath with the yellow light of healing. And envision that light and that breath coursing through your body, releasing disease. And then move up to your heart, the zone of love. And you're bringing your fearless, creative, healing breath to your heart. Thrust back your shoulders and let your heart release love like a beacon. That is your nature. And now pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up to your throat chakra. That is the zone that so many people have blocked because they can neither let go of words that have been said to them nor words that have been said to others. And as you infuse your throat chakra with your breath, your fearless, creative, healing, loving breath, forgive. Forgive yourself and others for the words that have been spoken. We so seldom remember that words said in seconds can live for a lifetime. And now pull your breath, this creative, fearless, healing, loving, forgiving breath up to the area between your eyebrows, your third eye your zone of manifestation and imagine this day with you being your highest self feeling safe knowing you are secure and being brave enough to be loving in a world that applauds unloving behavior 
far more than it applauds loving behavior. And now pull that breath up and feel the top of your head kind of open up. Just imagine it for a moment. Yeah, come on. You can do it. Let it open and let this fearless, creative, loving, healing, forgiving, manifesting breath go out. And as though there's a pipe or two above your head, let it feel and infuse your breath with God's energy. And as you do that, please reach out your right hand and take the hand of God beside you. right-handed, take it with your right hand, and if you're left-handed, take the hand of love with your left hand. And as you blow out your breath, begin to cycle again. Please reach out your hand, your other hand, and then take the hand of another listener beside. So that we be forming a giant, giant circle of human God, human God, human God, and envision, close your eyes and see that circle, and every time someone breathes, the area around them glows with their internal divinity. Soon the circle becomes kind of like a globe with light for each breath, surrounded by God on either side. And now your globe is filling up with the light that's being transfused to you through your hands. Sending love to the world. We are firing the grid. We realize we are enough, just as we are, to hold hands with God. And as that realization swells through our circle, the globes around each of us fill up with joy, peace, happiness, security, and that is heaven. Sitting in that place, that divine place, Let us now, holding hands with God, listen to the sky scent, the harmony that echoes for all of us.
as we're sitting here. Each of us holding hands with God. Each of us knowing that we are valuable. Relax in that knowledge. You are enough. God is you. You are valuable. for sharing your energy with me today in the circle of love. Carry with you today as you go forward the vision of yourself that you have created, the vision of you surrounded by happiness, safety, security, and love. You are enough. You are valued. You are treasured. You are uniquely created and divinely inspired to be exactly the person you are right now. You reviewed all options before you came to this planet and you agreed that no matter what, you would remember who you are. And that is someone special. It is an honor today to be a part of your energy. I look forward to seeing you next Sunday. And between now and then, peace be with you, knowing you are uniquely created. Until next week, my friends, namaste. What, what, what is love?